From home to work, health to agri, this is Tech Matters on KCLR, a weekly look at the tech in our daily lives with John Clear. Yes, that's me. Welcome to the new show. Um, this is Tech Matters. Uh, I'll be with you up to 7pm each Tuesday for the next six weeks on the run up to Christmas. And each week we'll be covering different topics in the global village, such as agri-tech, the future of work, health tech, regional issues and kids tech as well. So the team of this week's show is going to be home and pet tech. But before we get to all that, it's probably no harm in giving you guys an idea of who I am myself. So I run a business design company in Kilkenny called Unmake. And I've also ran Tech Thursday events in Kilkenny for about five years. And initially, I set up a graphic design studio called Red Lemonade. And after moving back from Dublin in 2003, that's nearly 20 years ago now, uh, over the years, the company's focus has moved from graphic design, which is like the visual design, into logo brochure, which was logo brochure and web design, to now doing business design. And that's the design of business models, product development, and creating new categories. So it's basically design, strategy design, is really what it's about. So today, my skills, I, I use them, I suppose, to help and train companies, mostly tech companies, to align their teams and solve these business challenges and these strategic challenges. And we try and do it quickly. And so that's me. And now it's time to take a look at what's ahead tonight. So pet tech. Well, pet tech is the use of technology to improve the health and the well-being and the safety of our pets. And joining us later for our expert interview will be Tim Kirby. And Tim is a tech-savvy vet and founder of that social enterprise called PetBond.ie. It's a new and safe online platform where you can find a happy and healthy pet and a whole lot more. And Tim will be letting us know the latest trends and industry insights for pets. And later in the show, we'll be having a bit of home tech and smart tech banter with Electrocity's tech guru Jason and and the latest home tech products and tips plus we'll have Aidan Clancy who's commercial director of Clancy Homes who's currently building building the Fox Meadows development in Kilkenny City so you're in for a treat with a view of home tech both in and around the home but first our news and views section where we'll chat each week about some of the latest tech news and here's a little personal story as an introduction to the news to, to tech news today before I moved back to Kilkenny, I set up my own business. Before I, sorry, I should say before I came back to Kilkenny, I set up my own business. To set up my own business, I had worked in Dublin as a designer with tech companies. And that was in the middle of the dot-com boom and bust, so kind of 2000 to 2003. So I actually then had, in that time, two redundancies in my mid-20s. So, I mean, like that's a bit of a roller coaster, And it brings me to the biggest tech news story of the week. And you may have heard, I suppose, about the, the recent job losses in tech in Ireland and around the world. So let's hear another perspective on all of this. And here's a clip from a tech analyst on TikTok called Eric Codes. There's a side to layoffs that's not really being talked about. There's something that everyone in tech understands, but it may not be obvious to people on the outside, which is that layoffs are a normal part of a healthy tech career. Even in the absence of layoffs, the average tenure at these big tech companies is pretty short. Like I've seen a stat that said it's like two years. Even if we didn't have any layoffs, it's still normal for people to work at multiple companies in their career. So there you can see So you can see there, the tech layoffs are not generally seen as a major crisis in the tech uh, sector. And even the Irish government's position on it at the moment anyway is is similar. So 
but that's that's fine in that end but I suppose you know on the human end you have to think about all the people who lost their jobs you have Meta and Facebook you have 350 people who lost their jobs in Twitter there's 250 Stripe 80 Zendex I think or Zendesk I think is going to release about 30 or 40 people uh, and they're all going to lose their jobs have done or will over the next couple of weeks and the now reports even yesterday I think that Intercom and Amazon are going to let people go as well so Along with those layoffs, there's also more layoffs happening in other companies in Dublin and beyond too. Not in the same numbers, but when combined, I think they'll be just as significant. And I also believe with these tech companies and these other companies, there will be further layoffs in the new year as they start projecting their plans for the, 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 projecting their plans for, for the company for 2023. But from my own experience having these two redundancies in tech companies, in hindsight for me, it probably was the best thing that happened to me. I moved back from Dublin and then I started my own company. And I've been thinking about these job losses and where there might be opportunities for us here in Kilkenny Carlow and in the southeast. And I've kind of four insights and I'd just like to, to go through them with you. So number one, starting a company in the current climate I think that's actually a really good idea. There's not many companies, well, many great companies were born in the recessions and in difficult times. So I think we'll see some people who've left their jobs, they might be working remotely for some of these companies in Dublin, and they might actually start looking at creating their own businesses down in the southeast. And number two, with all of this talent that's available, it actually creates an opportunity for smaller companies and governmental organisations outside of Dublin to attract expertise for things like product development or digital transformation and management roles. And then number three, as interest rates rates stay high at the moment, tech companies can't really cover the negative cash flow because funding is becoming more difficult. And I think we'll see a change in how we look at the culture of startups and scale-ups. Like Now they have to create paid customers and profit almost from the get-go instead of forecasting their future values. And I'm really excited about this correction. And organisations and bodies that make the first move to take this seriously, I think will deliver successful startups and nurture high potential scale-ups. And finally, number four, what I really noticed in the last year is that technology workers want to work for companies that have a real mission and vision. Doing something that's good for society, it's good for sustainability and inclusivity. And, and just not just for profit, although profit is still obviously incredibly important, there's got to be more to it. And oh, by the way, as well, I think that these, comp- these people can notice or they can smell greenwashing a mile away. So you have to be very honest in what you're doing. Um, even last month, I was hosting a, a, a UXDX conference in the RDS. It was an international conference for design and de- designers and developers. And this really stood out. They wanted to work for companies that were making a difference and were creating great products. So I think if local companies can offer and communicate this in their offering, I think they will attract talent. And this is a really great opportunity opportunity for everyone in the region to win. And speaking of winning, let's move on to this week's competition. So we've got a fantastic prize for you. For one lucky winner this evening, we have our friends at Electro City have given us three home tech products. We've got a pan and tilt home security cam. And this is a great little, little, just a little tiny camera, but it does so much. And we have the Google Nest Mini. You might remember that's the thing everyone shouts, hey, Google at. And we have the Tapo smart Wi-Fi light bulb. And this is a, a, a gorgeous little thing. It's so small. You just plug it in and it changes color. You can, rec- you can, I think you can control it from your phone as well and uh, you can control it even when you're outside of the house to turn on and off lights so I think that's really cool and we'll also be having a chat about these products later in the show with Jason and Aidan but for now all you got to do to be in with a chance to win is text us 
The show name, I'll give you a, I'll give you a hint, is called Tech Matters, along with your name and details to our dinnersready.ie text line, and that's 083 306 So text in, or you can use WhatsApp as well, Text Matters, followed by your name and your details to the 083 306-9696 and we'll announce the winner at the end of the show so get texting it's a really really great prize and don't forget if you have any comments for me you can email me at info at kclaur96fm.com and while you're doing all that we'll take a quick break and then I'll be joined by Tim Kirby for the expert interview Featuring new and emerging tech from around the world Tech Matters on KCLR with John Clear KCLR. Welcome back to Tech Matters. It's now time to have a look at pet tech. Well, what is it? It's the use of pet tech to improve the health, the well-being and the safety of our pets. Since COVID, you may have noticed a lot more people are walking dogs uh, when we're out and about. But did you know that the global pet tech market was valued at 5.2 billion in 2021 and is expected to grow 20% year on year to over 7.5 billion in 2028? So there's a lot of new pet tech co- going to come on stream for pet owners. And currently today, over 80% of pet owners in Europe and North America own at least one pet tech device. Maybe you have one at home yourself. Innovation in tech brings new opportunities, obviously, into caring for our pets, but also alternative business models that allow or do provide, I should say, us with new pet tech services and products. The expert interview this week is with Tim Kirby. Tim is a tech-savvy vet and founder of the social enterprise platform called PetBond.ie. Tim is going to shed some light on the emerging tech trends in the pet industry. Tim, how are you doing today? John, I'm very well. Great to meet you and uh, to your listeners also. Cool. Thanks. Thanks, Tim. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself, first of all, and then a little bit about PetBond.ie? Absolutely. I've worked as a vet now for 19 years. I worked throughout the UK and Ireland. I've also worked in the pet pet charity sector for a number of years, sitting on various boards as a director and a committee member. And essentially, I saw a lot of problems people that had just got puppies were actually experiencing. They got puppies that were very sick, puppies that were dying a few days after they got them. And I decided about three and a half years ago that I needed to do something because nobody else was. So that was the seed for Pet Bond, John, and how it came about. So obviously I had to get a lot of information about tech and learn about it. And I've kind of baked all that and what I knew about pet health and welfare into a product roadmap and we created Pet Bond. And, you know, I'm very happy to say that since we started out, we've grown and grown and grown. And essentially we're creating a whole new way for people to meet pets in the first place. We're trying to turn the existing methods upside down, inside out and say, okay, you know, a pet is for life. It's a 15-year project. It's not something you could just go out and decide tomorrow morning, well, I've made a mistake. You know, it's a living creature. It's a sentient being, which means it has emotions, it has feelings. Uh, yep. People now call their pet as a member of their family. So we don't see it as a commodity that's disposable. We see it as much more than that. And I think that's why pet bottom has been so successful. And, and, and as well, just something I was saying earlier on, on where, you know, I have noticed a lot more people are walking dogs. So there seems to be a lot more dogs around since COVID. And I think yeah. there's definitely a pattern there. And I think you call that like COVID puppies. It's, it's kind of an issue. And that's another reason for a pet bond. Oh, 100%, John. As I said, COVID was just for, in so many ways, it turned the, the whole world upside down, but it turned mm. pet words upside down probably tenfold, actually. Okay. And one of the big reasons, John, is because people 
there was another lacking, I think, in people's lives. You know, there was another routines and structures that didn't exist and people had a void that they wanted to fill. And obviously pets fill a lot of gaps in our lives. You know, they're like an emotional comfort for a lot of us. Physically, people have nothing to do. So walking a dog was probably the next default position for a lot of people as well. And unfortunately, a lot of people didn't take that step back and do a bit of research and, you know, decide, okay, under normal, in inverted commas, circumstances, would I actually go and get a pet today? So we saw this big storm where people were getting pets. And as I said, it might have been the right time for an awful lot of people. And now we're seeing that of, of people deciding, well, you know, life is different, which obviously it's going to be, but it's, as again, I use the word normal and a pet doesn't really suit us. So again, what we're doing for Pet Bond John is we're about prevention. You know, as I said, these puppies shouldn't be the victims of human decisions. Yeah, I predict ill-informed decisions. And I don't mean to be disrespectful in that, but I do have to make it very, very clear that if you are getting a pet, you have to do research. You have to be aware of the commitment involved, both time commitments, financial commitments, and obviously seeing it for the long term. So we espoused that from the very, very beginning of Pet Bond. And as you said, it was a storm, a COVID storm. And we're still going to spill over at the moment. And, you know, the statistics we're seeing this week with so many rescue centres actually closing. A lot of them we work very, very closely, but they just physically can't take the dogs in, despite being under massive pressure. Yeah. Okay, and brilliant. And pepbond.e, people can go on, online and can have a look at that, that website and it gives them more information as well. And moving on to some of the emerging technology or the emerging trends, it's kind of four really. It's wearable technology, online ordering, webcams and telemedicine. So we might just go through some of those. Wearable monitors, is it a good idea? It is, John. I think it certainly is because it comes back to the point what the people want. You know, we hear the, the big concept in pets at the moment on a global scale is humanization. So essentially treat our pets as a member of the family. So inherently our mindset is, okay, that our companion is like us. And people treat their pet like they treat one of themselves, essentially. There's very few people walking around that don't have a Fitbit or a monitor or to measure something. I'm strange enough, I'm in the dozens because I, I don't like to look at my own stats. You know, for pets, you know, we, we think in a way where we want to quantify everything. We want to measure, we want to record. And then we make decisions based on that information. So again, it's evidence-based and that really is a trend that is coming into veterinary health and medicine. And that's why we're seeing pet owners looking and saying, okay, is this advantageous to my pet's health? So for example, if I can show that my pet has walked a certain number of steps, has it burnt a certain number of calories, how many minutes of exercise has it had every day? And I can provide that to my vet. You know, with that, I'm just trying to make a decision on what to do next for my pet. And it is, you know, it's a good reassurance for people. It gives a lot of anxiety out of it. And absolutely, I'd be a big supporter. Really. And and then I know that, like, some of these things can be a little expensive as well. The hack that some people are using now, they're using air tags. You know, the Apple air tag, which you can buy for like 40 bucks. And what people are doing is, there's actually websites that if you search out for air tag collar and you can put the air tag into the dog's collar and it's really, really useful. Now, Apple say you shouldn't attach air tags to people or to animals now but uh, well, hey I think uh, sticking with the people is probably a bad idea but you know maybe we can get away with animals because it's, it's quite a, an easy and cheap hack and then ordering online so the dogs um, you can well I'm just thinking dogs but obviously cats and different pets but you can now order online do you think that's going to grow and move away from some of the retail shops for purchasing products and food oh yeah I mean 
nearly every single veterinary clinic, John, would have facilities for ordering online at the moment. Tech is a funny one, really, because, you know, you can try and resist it, you can try and oppose it, but ultimately, it's just this wave of change that's happening around us, and it's going to happen even more. So you have to embrace it. And as I said, it's a concept that means that, you know, it's welcomed by the pet industry and it's going more and more. Now, there is a very, very fine line uh, between doing everything online and forgetting about, okay, just the examination by a human of a pet, you know, seeing a pet, for example, if I order a collar online or, you know, whatever I'm ordering for my dog, you know, going to the pet store and trying it out, fitting it, making sure it works, you know, that's something that we should never lose as well. There's a fine balance in all these things. And I was just thinking there as well, like in, in terms of ordering online, just from friends talking now, I know there's a very handsome dog called McNulty, you know, and he is very particular about his foods because he can't eat certain foods. Is this a new thing dogs have picked up? Because in my day, like a long time ago, uh, dogs just ate whatever. But but now they seem to be, are they fussy or are they divas or what's happened? Again, John, it's a big, as I said, the, the humanization is a big thing. But on the back of humanization, you've got personalization. So it's almost like you're different to me, I'm different to the next person. And everybody is seeing dogs are different. So even with between breeds, you know, we all see like a German Shepherd is different to Labrador. So should they have different types of food? But even within the breed itself, my Labrador isn't going to be the same as your Labrador. Therefore, it might want a different type of food. So everybody in the pet sector is now distilling it down to that personalization. So my dog might want something specific. And a lot of these food companies are manufacturing it. It's made to order. So specifically for your type of pet, and it's the personalized element of it, and then they, they work out what your dog likes and they tailor everything around that. Yeah. I think that is a very positive thing as well yeah. because I often see allergies and things that emerge from various generalized treatments or whatever generalized you're accessing. So it's certainly not a bad thing. And uh, we, we see a lot of spillover from the human um, health industry into the pet sector and various drugs even in the US, you know, for humans have labels that it's this specific gene, this drug we respond to. That's going to come into to veterinary health ultimately, where okay. you have specific drugs just for specific breeds and even breaking that down. So that concept of personalization, specific foods for specific dogs, that is definitely the future. And then I'm just thinking of live webcams or cams for your dogs or for pets at home. Is that a thing now and what's the use for that? Yeah, I mean, that's certainly, I think, something we saw during the lockdown as well, mm. that a separation anxiety for dogs that need company. So having a camera in the house where you can actually relay information back to your dog. You can basically talk to your dog. Oh, absolutely. You know, that's common in workplaces where people aren't there. Um, And there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. And again, the whole concept, you know, has kind of spilled over into animal health. How can we use that, for example, to examine pets remotely using cameras? So again, it's just an area where the boundaries of tech are being pushed, but with positive effects. You know, I can't see anything wrong with that. Somebody... You know, if you're on holidays and you want to see your dog, you can just click in and through a connection, you can see your dog. Moving on to the business models for the vet practices, I, you know, because the technology is changing, I've noticed that a lot of, I've seen a few UK vets and they're actually including telemedicine and all of this within their, their offering. But what's interesting about their business model, it's no longer you pay to visit the vet. You pay a, a monthly fee to the vet's job then, obviously, to keep the, the healthy because you don't want to get them to sick, sick. So is that something you see more of happening over here? Yeah, it's very common to me. You describe health plans. So every month when you subscribe to, you know, if you need feed treatment, you need worm treatment, your pet gets an examination then, whatever, maybe once or twice a year as part of that. And all, all that is called preventative medicine. So we basically try and prevent disease happening in the first place. 
And again, it ties in very well with the whole digital health element, telemedicine, because again, you know, you want to see the pet when it's healthy so you can decide what does it need as a preventative treatment. And it's very useful having those health plans because we can get dogs or cats in or whatever type of animal. We can examine them before the problem occurs. We do screening tests, for example. A lot of these health packages, we would do a routine blood test, a urine test, and, you know, we can pick things up much sooner. And that's really important because if we can pick it up sooner, we can do something about it much earlier, which is often way more difficult if you've got a really advanced condition. That is becoming more common and it's tech and digital are driving that. And I just see that as increasing more and more as time goes on. Interesting. And then just lastly, is there anything within the pet sector with regards to technology that you can see something around the corner or something that's going to explode or something we should be watching out for? I suppose we're kind of in the crest of a wave at the moment, John, and there's so many things spilling over uh, in the human tech industry that I see, you know, so many different areas. Like, for example, we're looking at genetic testing, which is an area I'm involved in uh, quite actively at the moment. So, for example, you could take a little swab from the cheek of a dog and you could say, okay, well, this dog, you know, is likely to transmit this condition or it's not going to transmit this individualized testing of dogs and making it really accessible and making it fairly simple to do and the personalization i keep saying that word but okay. it's all about individualizing dogs and puppies and i think it, that 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 is ultimately a very good thing it's been an absolute pleasure and um, where can people find you the best way to catch us is on petbonds.ie we've got a digital um vacancy so we're looking for somebody with digital marketing skills okay. um somebody that can code as well so a strong uh, developer is what we're also out there and, and the love of pets will make it a, a great job too absolutely John nothing like him person that likes pets and a happy pet <laughs> cheers Tim much appreciate it thanks for your time you're welcome and John. after the break we'll have Jason Larkin from Electricity and Aidan Clancy from Clancy Homes and we'll be talking about smart homes inside and out you're listening to Tech Matters on KCLR with John Clear taking a weekly look at the tech in our daily lives you're listening to KCLR. Okay, in studio we have two guests to talk about home tech. Joining me is Aidan Clancy. He's commercial director of Clancy Homes, who's currently building the Fox Meadow development in Kilkenny City, along with many other projects, both commercial and residential. And we also have Electro City's tech guru, Jason Larkin, who's going to be talking to, talking to us about the latest home tech products. So Aidan, I'm just going to start with yourself. And can you tell us just a little bit about yourself so people have an idea? Absolutely, John. Yeah, no problem. And uh, thanks for having me on on the, sure. the, the, the maiden voyage. Uh, it's to be here with you. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I'm the commercial director for Clancy Homes and we work with our sister company, Clancy Construction, and we're building houses in Cork, Limerick and Kilkenny at the minute and we also build hospitals, schools, all, the, all that sort of thing. So uh, I'll talk to you a little bit about uh, home tech, but uh, I also have a serious weakness for anything that's Wi-Fi enabled or got Bluetooth in it, uh, if you can sell me that. The, <laughs> well, we've just the man to sell it here, right, sitting right next to me. But um, yeah, could I actually just ask yourself, Jason, just introduce him and and, and, and who you're working for and what you do? Yeah, so I've been working there for Electro City for roughly well over a year now at this stage. Cool. Kind of gotten into involved with multiple different things now at this stage, training on different products. Mm-hmm. Mostly now 
for this evening we're going to be focusing on a lot of the smart enabled products a lot yep. of the Wi-Fi enabled products so Brilliant. the likes of say your cameras your doorbells there's a few other bits and pieces like say the likes of lights and things like that and there's a bunch of other different appliances in work as well that are also Wi-Fi enabled as well that we can also touch on as well later so. Great there's so much and I think as well like um, Aidan has a, a, a real interest in this as well I, I believe his house is set up like the Starship Enterprise so we'll talk about yeah. that a little bit later on as well but in just going back to you in terms of your own business um, you know house building so when people are listeners are sitting at home they don't really think technology straight away but you, if you say energy efficiency um, it opens up a world of possibilities both that are obvious and non-obvious in, in terms of what people know about building yeah and I, I feel like I have to give you a kind of a bit of the, the boring science before we Let's get into the, 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 the fun gadgets so like this is this is a really broad topic when yeah. you, you talk about the technology that, that, that goes into a building an awful lot of the more interesting headlines are around Wi-Fi toasters and stuff like that, but yeah. but but it's really really important to build good quality energy efficient homes. So every every new home that's built in Ireland today is is built to an NZEB standard, and that means it's a near zero energy building, and okay. it, that means what what it says on the tin that that it costs you almost nothing, nearly zero to to, to light and heat it. So. Any house, any new house, any new A2 rated house at the minute is it's seventy percent more energy efficient than a house that would have been built um, back in two thousand and five. That's not long ago, like you. Not not long ago, and that's that's all down to it's it's a lot of it is down to technology, and a lot of it is down to to, to really good building practices. But mm. like if you convert that into pounds, shillings, and pence, I was trying to do some sums on this back back. When we had stable energy prices back in the good old days, it yeah. should have cost you about 400 euros a year to, to heat and light your home. Now, mm. mine costs a lot more than that, and I'm sure probably most people oh, listening yeah. do. So, you know, but now it's gone up a little bit now, but that's it's 600 euros. Take 400 euros of a home energy, whatever the, 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 the ESP bill is, uh, rebate that we get, and it's, it's, it's really, really, really efficient stuff. And then, what, and by the kind of with all of these different things as well as like burr ratings, and we we all know those, and and it's a good metric, isn't it? Because it's about the only thing us sitting at home actually. Well, I understand anyway when it comes to efficiency in a house. It's a really good metric because I suppose I can throw out a load of acronyms with PVs and MVHR and all all sorts of stuff that. Yeah. Uh, to the people that know what they mean, great, they're very important. But to everybody else, you know that an A1 is better than an A2, which is yeah. better than a B1 and a B2. And it's, you know, leaving sort of shivers again when you start talking about it, B1s it, it, and actually, B2s. That's exactly what I was thinking, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and I've got to get into my results, but the houses are A2 now, and that's... Uh, that's, that's that's a good result, actually. It yeah. is. But it really does drive, you know, it, 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 it people... People know they want an A2 house, and mm. uh, and there's, there's 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 good financial benefits to people for 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 buying them as well as well. Okay, and then like in terms of like the, the, to improve construction, we said it has improved so much since 2005, and you were saying you're in part of an, uh, an Enterprise Ireland program as well, and is that to improve the how you operate and improve the technology you use, etc.? Yeah, so as we all know, we're in the middle of a housing crisis and mm. I, I probably won't get into much detail on the, 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 the housing whys of that, but, sure. but part of the, um, the housing for all strategy um, is an, a, an Enterprise Ireland scheme called Build to Innovate. So that's something that uh, we're very proud to have been the, the, the first company accepted okay. onto that. And what that's all about doing is, is getting people to build, getting builders to build houses smarter, leaner and faster. Mm. And there's a lot in all of that. 
smarter refers to more off-site construction, more yeah. uh, modern methods of construction where you you build you build elements of the house off-site in a factory concurrently. So, you know, the more elements that you can build at the same time and bring them all together uh, at, at, at the end of the process just, just means that you can deliver a house better and faster and hopefully for it's better value. More efficient money. and, yeah, and better, better costings as well. And like, that's happening in a lot of industries as well. I think it's um, Modubuild outside Castle Comer. They're all about the, the modular building, yeah, obviously. I, and, and that's for commercial and... I, absolutely. Know, it's, yeah. the very same, it's the very same principle. All, all these things are, you know, you... you, you you build it off-site, but as the module guys know as well, there's an awful lot more than that into it. You have to yeah. design it in in BIM or in, in in Revit, so it's all designed in 3D. And then yep. you need you need the people to work the thing because uh, you know that that is that is the critical part of of all of these things. And you need the right processes in place when when your your house comes to site. If it doesn't fit, it's no damn good, you know. Yep. So so it's quality throughout the whole process is 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 all part of it. Cool. And then I was just thinking about when we we're talking about those things like technology within construction and stuff and making smarter homes but I've heard a 3D um I was going to say 3D printing but 3D building I mean like is that a viable thing going forward because I'm basically looking at the future now what do you see happening in the construction industry yeah I am a sucker for watching YouTube videos of 3D printed houses for you concrete where you like is it? yeah it's, it's basically it is the very same as a scaled up 3D printer where there's a, a nozzle that, that, that follows a path around and they oh, look yeah. really cool and they'll deliver a house really really quickly but they use an awful lot of concrete and when you think about the carbon footprint of, of, yeah. of, of concrete in particular I'm not convinced um, I'm not yeah. convinced that, that it's it's the future to be honest. No, cement, fact- cement factories are not cool anymore I think, you know. No. no. And then um, in, in, in terms of your own home then and we'll talk about this a little bit later as well like you are a bit of a guru, when it, not a guru but you're more of a, Jason's the guru but you're like a geek. You can, call me, like, you can call me a yeah, geek yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> of, of the home tech. Can you just give us a little whistle stop tour of what your house looks like. Yeah, I, I was chatting to Jason outside and I was getting a bit embarrassed. Um, I was serious. If, if something has Wi-Fi in it, I'll, I'll put it on my, my shopping list and eventually get to it. But uh, I, I, we renovated a house uh, back in 2014. Now, and my wife was a bit sceptical uh, at the time of uh, some of the some yep. of the things. But uh, yeah, I went all, all in on a on a home automation uh, system there. So so I have a. I have a system called Loxone. It's really obscure, uh, uh, Austrian, but it's rock solid. Now it's it's it means I have a fuse board that's twice the size of Martin's uh, mixing desk here. But uh, right. every, every every light switch uh, is is wired back to a to a uh, to the fuse board and likewise motion sensors and uh, heating system. It's all it's all back to the one central point. And but where where the problem is is it kind of like. I have a degree in engineering and I, I can just about handle it, right? So the, yeah. there's, there's a lot of PLC-style programming stuff from the 80s that is rock solid, absolutely rock solid. I've had to restart it once in seven years. Like, so okay. can you well, imagine? That's, that's that's good. But it's just the learning curve, you know, when you... it's 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 uh, It takes me hours to update anything and change it. But what are the fruits of it then? What do you get? What does it do for you? So about uh, two or three years after it came out, uh, I got an Alexa and 
uh, and we had COVID to do it. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. before before ever I got to that, one, okay. one, once once we got the thing to to talk to Alexa, it means you can say Alexa, turn off the lights. Alexa, uh, good night, mm-hmm. um, and and it'll it'll turn off everything. Now, apologies to anyone's Alexa that uh, I've, I've I've just activated there. Um, <laughs> we could actually do a whole show on that, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so 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 it's it just makes things really really easy to be able to sit on the couch, turn off the light, turn on the heat. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if you're in bed and you've forgotten to turn off the light downstairs, it's open the app, tap a button, done. So really really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just wish the uh, the learning curve wasn't quite as steep and it was a bit easier to add stuff to it. You know. Yeah. Okay. And that's a perfect point to come over to Jason. So Jason, um, can you tell us just in simplest terms for people what is a smart home so the main benefit of a smart home is basically just making everything more automated it's making your life a little bit easier it's one of those things where you have certain products that will have automation and have some smart capabilities built into it mm-hmm. that you never thought you'd actually need but then when you actually start to use it and you start to get into the nits and uh, the nuts and bolts of it you'll actually find that they're actually really beneficial that's okay. what I found now over the years with what I'd have set up at home for instance yeah so I know you've a bit of a set up going on as well we were talking about that so just give us a, just a general view of the picture of your house and what's going on so my house I'm not going to be it's not going to be a setup as much um, but it is uh, I have to like say the Google Nest Hub yeah. so for instance with the likes of that guy there you get a small screen with it hmm. basically with the likes of those it'll display rough information so things like so if you say your calendars say upcoming events things like that I have mine set up so that it has basically just a slideshow of memories so like photos things yeah. like that so it doubles up as a digital picture frame as well which is really handy on top of that, it has a speaker built into it. So, for instance, you can use that to tune into, like, say, any of the radio stations as well, things like that. Yep. Mostly for the next that, mostly using for, like, some music and also on top of that, then just setting alarms, which yeah. I have about 40 alarms just to get up in the morning. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> and around the house in different spots. Exactly. And then I suppose when someone comes into uh, the Electro City store and they're looking for an entry-level product, you know, to to start the long the long journey and not, not 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 long it's probably not that difficult either but when they want to start a journey of, of having a smart home what would you be what would you be saying to them or what should they be getting so what I'd be leaning towards would be either of the different type of Google Nest hubs that we have so we have for instance the likes of the Nest Mini yep. with the likes of that one there you'll be able to do all the Google Assistant functions on it you'll be able to have the likes of, you'll be able to talk to it set alarms play music speakers things like that there is also a jump up then there is another Nest where it'll just be a larger speaker so for instance you'll get better volume say if you're more leaning towards that you'd like to say, listen to music with better clarity better volume yep. because the other ones in general they'll have a more smaller speaker that wouldn't be geared up for say listen towards music okay. and then you'll have say the Nest Hubs where you'll have the actual display on it and those they'll have a more kind of a visual appeal because you'll actually see what exactly you're actually be looking at and uh-huh. things like that be able to set your alarms and the big thing anyway for me was the actual picture frame because it, yeah. it's one of those things where we have multiple photos oh, at home yeah. frees up a lot of space so you don't have as many and they're just frames. sitting on your f- phone doing absolutely nothing exactly. and I think the screen on those as well are really interesting because it's a slightly matte finish so it looks yeah. kind of just like a photograph really they're really handy like you can have it set up say in the kitchen things like that you could have it set up in the kitchen you could be cooking something and you could have say a YouTube video opened and you could be following along say a recipe things like that so they double up as multifunctional tools depending on where you're going to put them in the house they double up as a great kind of alarm clock and a music system say if you're in the bedroom also say like for the likes of your kitchen as well you could have like a digital cookbook and things like that so there's a lot of beneficial uh, things that you can do with it depending 
depending on where you're going to place it in the house. Yeah. Okay, and you can actually turn on and off lights and stuff as well. Which I think That's the other thing as well. So That's with regards to those, you'll have, say, they'll be set up as a hub. Yeah. So then from there, you'll be able to go off and get things like, say, your light bulbs. I have my light bulbs set up at home. The benefits, though... What do you use in the light bulb? What system? So it would actually be hooked up to, say, the uh, the Google I have at home. Okay, cool. So from that, they'll be able to just connect. You just have to go through the app and then you just connect through a device, for instance. Yep. The main benefits of it, you're going to be using the LED bulb. So generally, those are going to last a lot longer than your standard filament bulbs. Totally, yeah. And on top of that, you can dim the lights. So to any uh, level that you'd like, say if it's too bright in the nighttime, you can mm. dim it down a little bit. Or you can change over, say, the colours and things like that. So, so you can kind of... There's a lot of different uh, ways you can actually customise it to kind of to your heart's content, which is really cool. Cool. And, and what do you think is going to be the, the Xmas... Xmas or the Christmas present present this year for smart home for, um, for people buying. I'd like I'd, I believe the Googles. Yeah, the, the Googles. Nest, is it? Yeah, generally multiple different versions. Like with the likes of those, they would be um, they would be fairly popular in regards to Christmas gifts now. So we'd have a good few people popping in, inquiring about them, especially the light bulbs as well. The light bulbs are fierce popular with people. Yeah, I mean from my own end. Uh, we um, from my own end I suppose I just have the Google Nest let's say and I haven't got all of these lights turned on and off yet but I, I do kind of fancy that bit but I've read a book a while ago called The Best Interface is No Interface right and it's this guy called um, Golden Karishma and his idea was that we have to remove ourselves from the screen bondage you know and I think he makes a fair point so I do like the idea of the Nest where if it takes me away from a screen and I can still use technology it sounds like a win-win for me you know yeah. and what we'll do then is we'll have a look at the competition prize so the competition we have today is for the Tapo. That's the um, the cam, the, the the camera, yeah. and then we have the Tapo light bulb as well. And along with that, we also have the Google Nest we were just speaking about. So could you just tell us a little bit maybe about the, the we kind of spoke a little bit about the Nest, mm-hmm. and then yeah, just tell us a little bit about the cam there. So in regards to the camera, this camera would be specifically set up for indoor use. Yes. So we would have say specific ones say for outdoor use. So for instance, there's a few people lately that were inquiring and they were worried about, say, like security things that yep. suspicious activity around the house. So with regards to outdoor cameras, you'd be leaning towards, say, one of the other models. This mm-hmm. one here, indoor use, though, they're fantastic because you can have these set up in the house and you can remotely control them on your phone when you're out of the house. So you look so around the house. Hand yeah. tilt. So, for instance, if you're out of the house, like in theory, you could be on holiday somewhere yeah. and this is connected to the Wi-Fi and once you have a secure Wi-Fi connection, mm-hmm. you can go in and basically check in on the but house. that actually alerts you if there's movement as well. Correct. Cool. And like, that's a really interesting one. And I know as well when we were talking to Tim earlier on you can actually go in and check in your pets and see what they're up to yeah that's yeah. the thing I, I could imagine I've got a version of that and oh, the, 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 the pen tilt zoom is great because I can follow Seamus around the, uh, the yeah. kitchen to the sitting room <laughs> oh, that, and that, back to the couch again that's another Seamus is your dog Seamus is my dog hello yeah, Seamus we're going to clear that up for everybody you know <laughs> so, so when Seamus is moving around um, again we're just talking about Tim there if he, we were talking to earlier on and do you have a kind of one of these kind of tech Tech, uh, what would you say, devices for, yeah, for, your, for your dog? Sure. Well, I, I, I used to, yeah. So, so when Seamus was a pup, uh, he was very, very, very active. So we mm. got him a, a, a Fitbark, which is a, a Fitbark, Fitbit sure? for dogs. Yeah, just <laughs> <laughs> exactly what it says in the tin. So he was getting twenty, twenty-five thousand steps a day. He was very, very proud of him. But yeah. uh, he shook it off, and then the lawnmower chewed it up. So now he's, uh, he's, he's back on the couch. We don't count his steps anymore. I'm afraid. No, okay, that's gone. And then we have what the light bulb. We have the light bulb as well. So, for instance, that's the same 
same one where you'll be able to go on, you'll be able to change the colours, you'll be able to change the brightness. So there's a good bit of customization on them. And then on top of that then as well, you have the benefit of it being an LED bulb. It's going to last a lot longer. These will all be connected to, say, the hub, which would be like, say, your Nest Mini. Yep. They are the sole, basically, where they'll be branching off with all your electronic devices. So that's so the mothership. Kind that's of. kind of the mothership. From yeah. there, then, you'll be able to spread off and connect multiple different devices. Like in-store, we also have the likes of, say, your Robovax, which are something that anytime people pop in and they inquire about them, mm. it's one of those things where they thought that, you know, oh, what's this? You know, is this going to be beneficial to me? The majority of the time people come back to them, they just absolutely love them. They're the Robovax? The Robovax. Yeah. So you can connect those. One of the guys in work has it. He has it on his watch and he can connect to it and basically activate it through the watch uh, when he's in work and they'll start going around doing the bits at home. Okay, I think we're going to have to leave it there. But what we will say is that we have this competition for these prizes. So if you want to text into the line on 083 306 Tech Matters, followed by your name and your details, you'll be in with a chance to win. And now we'll take a break. Tech Matters on KCLR with John Clear. You're listening to KCLR. Right, we're back and I still have my guest with me, but just to close up, guys, Jason, uh, where can people find more information about Electricity, etc.? So you can find us on Electricity Ireland on Facebook and on Instagram. And at the moment, we are having basically, uh, it's more so a Black November instead of a Black Friday. That's it. To avoid kind of that mad rush in on the Black Friday. It's basically, yeah. you can come in now, avoid all that kind of rush. We have loads of deals on the likes of TVs, tablets, basically loads of different things like stock and fillers, things like that. Perfect for Christmas. So stop in and we'll be able to look after you for sure. Brilliant. And Aidan, where can they find you? I'm gone very anti-social, John, yeah. lately. Yeah. Uh, I, no, that's I'm, fine. I, I'm nope. still on Twitter. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Clancy Aiden, and uh, the company is on Clancy at LinkedIn for anybody that wants to uh, keep an eye on us. Okay. So thanks, guys. Thanks very much for coming in. And we have a winner for this week's uh, bundle. So we have the camera, we have the light bulb, and we have the Google Nest Mini. And the winner is Dana Brambrick from Fenna in County Carlow. So I'm incredibly jealous, Dana. Um, I hope you enjoy the bundle. And someone will be talking to you very soon to uh, get in contact with you and get the prizes to you. So, on next week on Tech Matters, we'll be looking at the future of work. So, many of us no longer work in a company office as much now. It seems to have changed a lot. And so, is work really a space rather than a place now? Plus, we'll be looking at how we do work together in this new space and what the challenges are. And there's some really inf- really interesting information released today from Miro.com about what this new space will be. And I'll also be chatting to guests who work remotely. We'll be talking about the pros and cons and what apps they're using, the tips and tricks that they use to get them through the day. And I'll also be asking them, well, what do they see in the future of work? What's the obvious and these non-obvious opportunities in Carlo and Kilkenny? Plus, as usual, we'll have our special guests on the expert interview and we'll have the latest news and insights along with another competition from Electricity. So that should be good. In terms of other events during the week, um, this day next week, I believe it's the 22nd of November, there is the IRDG conference. So that's the uh, the Industrial Research and Development Group. And this is on in Lyrato uh, Hotel. And um, this is a really, really good conference if you're a company and you're looking to push innovation and performance and skills within your within your team. And um, I went to it actually just pre-COVID and it was absolutely a really, really good, good, good event because I made a lot of contacts. And I actually have a 10% discount code if anyone wants to go to it. And it's IRDG. 
IRDG10KK. That's IRDG10KK. You can go to the website IRDG.ie and you can put in that code and you can get that 10% discount. And to you at home, if you have any comments on the show or you can email me, like I was saying earlier on, at info at KCLR96FM.com or 90, sorry, what is it? Info at KCLR96FM.com or you can text or WhatsApp us on the 83 306 And by the way, you can listen back via the podcast section on the KCLR website. The website will also have show notes such as website links and things that we were referencing with our chats in our chats today and we'll also have the link to the RDG as well. And I'd like to say thanks to my guest Tim Kirby of Pet Bond in Clancy of Clancy Homes and our tech guru from Electro City, Jason Larkin. Kudos to Martin, Bridge, Martin Bridgeman, our uh, KCLR uh, stalwart, my engineer and counsellor for this evening for my first show. And much thanks to my producer, Catherine Fibbs. My name is John Clear. You've been listening to Tech Matters on KCLR. We're back next week between 6 and 7. Thanks for listening. Up next is the news and enjoy the rest of your night. Featuring new and emerging tech from around the world. Tech Matters on KCLR with John Clear.